We're sitting backstage at the arena on the last night of the Nickelback and Monster Truck tour with Jer and Brandon of Monster Truck. Mm. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How yeah. are you doing? Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. How's the tour been going in general this time? Uh, yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we... Um, it's been two months and it's sometimes it feels like it's been 10 minutes and sometimes it feels like it's been two years and... Um, it's uh, really picked up speed a lot when we hit Germany and the UK and it's just been nice to see that um, the markets that we know are the most strong for us are the most strong for them too and um, you know looking forward to coming back and doing our own shows. Okay. Have you found that you, you've been picking up more fans this time around or fans that saw you you know like on the Caius tour and the Cavella Attack tour and stuff like that? I'm sure we have. Uh, we won't know the real numbers until we come back and do our own shows. Right. Um, you know, certain nights are bigger and better than others, depending on what the kind of reaction we get from the crowd. But you never know what that's actually going to translate to until you, you know, get out here and do it. Yeah, sure. this is these. Are, this is definitely the biggest tour we've ever done in the UK. So yeah, it'll be exciting to see yeah. what happens in the wake of it. Because yeah, pretty much I think every other time. I mean, we didn't download a couple times and stuff like that, but mm. really haven't played to this many people in a sustained. Period. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and it certainly, like on social media, the reaction to you this time around has been really good, hasn't it? Yeah, we Looking see. On the I Facebook mean, things. Lots of people saying, "Yeah, never seen you before. Wish yeah. I knew about you." And yeah, my dad tells me about that. He <laughs> says, "Wow, they're really liking you guys down there," because that's his like number one connection to kind of following the band, like other people from back back at home. And um, yeah, I'm definitely seeing that every day. And, and like I said, you really do see the translation between the nights that feel really strong and the number of comments you get there's also a really big correlation between the english speaking places that we go because sure. there may be a lot of people out there that that like the band but don't really know how to express that to us and um yeah they're you know uh, just a little bit more reserved and in, in their you know we'll, well again we'll have to wait and see how the ticket sale mm -hmm. sales go okay and obviously the album's been out for a while uh february or something came out didn't yep. it mm -hmm. the the reaction to that has it been how you'd hoped it has or better or uh, it's been really good. I mean, with a different record label, we work with a different label over here, mm -hmm. and we can see that. We can see the difference that's making. Um, so it, I don't know. I think I maybe Jer has a different perspective. No, I think it's pretty accurate, and and I mean, there's a certain amount of confidence that came with making sure that we were satisfied with the album before we released it. Mm -hmm. So we've just learned from past experiences that that usually translates into success for us. You know, we obviously haven't had that big um, moment where all of a sudden you jump a bunch of levels, but I don't know if that exists anymore today in modern rock mm. uh, music. There's not really those bands that are exploding out of nowhere. Um, and we kind of just have found that um, wow. we've just, you know, as long as we're happy with the with the product, it translates into getting great tours and, and being able to expand markets that we've, you know, a lot of them we've just only started in the last two years and, and it's all, you know, looking really good so far. Okay. And that was your, like, your second full album, wasn't it, that Sitting Heavy Z? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it the difficult second album or was it quite an easy album to put together or? It was equally as different <laughs> as every other album we've made. Yeah. Right. Uh, we, 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 we still haven't figured out the trick to to making them easy, but... As, as far uh, as, like, sophomore curse kind of thing goes, we, we were really aware of that, literally on the completion of Furiosity. We were, like, we were very aware that, 
you know, we had, you know, three or four years worth of songwriting under our belts for Furiosity. We wouldn't be allowed that same kind of luxury for the second record. And, and it was kind of why we didn't ever stop letting up on trying to write more songs and new songs and working on stuff. And, you know, although we weren't as efficient and as, um, you know, um, we weren't as direct as we probably would have wanted to be. We still ended up getting in, and uh, I think what I think is enough time to, to create a you know ten or eleven songs that are, are strong enough to stand up against anything that mm -hmm. we've ever done, and, and I think a lot of ways are better. So um, it's just that it has come with experience, and you know we're thirty five and not twenty five, and we, we know what to expect when it comes to having to put that much effort into a new release. Mm -hmm. And there's some great anthemic songs on it. I mean, you've, you've always written some pretty good anthems, but this one particularly has some really, really? Good strong choruses, I think. Good, cool. And has that helped you in the arenas? Because obviously, it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're further away from your audience, you can't look them in the eye. And you got reverb do you have to change? Yeah, do you have to yeah. change the way you think about putting your set together and stuff to play an arena? Or I think we just pick more of those songs that we feel translate better. Um, we had some success with a lot of our early songs, even ones up from the EP that started getting used in sports stadiums right. and stuff like that. And those songs, as you'd expect, translate pretty well in these kind of venues for when you put it on a rock show, too. So I think yeah. we try to put a lot of those kind of songs in and tailor the set to the room. Right. And, of course, to the crowd, too. There's people who don't really know us. So, yeah, yeah the more anthemic kind of chanty ones yeah. are probably a good idea to play. So yeah. um, they seem to be working really good in these arenas. So good. people will chant even though they've never... They don't know the chant previously, so that's... Yeah, that's they're easy thing. to clap along to, yeah. which is and anyone, stamp anyone can do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, you've also just uh, recorded a Bay City Rollers track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about that, then? Sure. <laughs> Obviously, as an Englishman, it's a bit like, okay, the Bay City Rollers. No Honestly, that was our initial reaction, too, right. because we were commissioned to do that specific song for um, the biggest hockey television program back home, right. which is one of the biggest TV shows back home, period. Mm -hmm. And um, it was kind of something that was looming over us that we were unsure if we were going to actually get to do it. And then we found out two weeks before their first uh, game, or first Saturday night hockey game of the season, that they wanted it in two weeks. So we were... At that point in time, we were kind of in the middle of this tour, and we had a bunch of headline shows coming up in France, and we had one day off in between the three headline shows and then two more arena Nickelback shows, and we were able to slide in a recording time uh, slot, yeah. and we were able to use our... Uh, we have a dressing room rehearsal rig when we... Our dressing room is bigger than this one. Yeah, yeah. And we were able to arrange the song kind of electronically and then go into the studio for that one day, we did it but a twelve hour session, tracked the entire song, delivered it to CBC, which is the television station that is uh, responsible for the broadcast. Yeah. And they I mean, they kind of had to love it because they were they were forcing us to do a song that we wouldn't probably not typically <laughs> choose to cover. Yeah. But they were also saw something in it and us that we don't necessarily see because we're too close to it, yeah. which is that they thought we could do a really great job on this song, which mm -hmm. we were, you know, as a which you did as a band of our caliber, we're expected to be able to pull yeah. stuff like that yeah. off, which yeah. we did. And so we worked with a guy named Dan Weller, and it worked really, really well for the time that we had allotted to us, and we were able to put our own kind of spin on it that I think mm -hmm. allowed it to be 
you know, a little bit Monster Truck and a little bit Bay City. Um, and so far seeing it in the broadcast, it just works really well together. And it's a huge kind of feather in our cap, being that it's, our, our, you know, one of our favorite um, things to kind of be intertwined with, which is sure, hockey, hockey back yeah. home. Yeah. And it's just been a great success all around. And um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of where it leads from here. Okay. And you're saying about hockey, you, you've been going around, obviously, big arenas that are used for ice hockey teams locally. And mm -hmm. I saw yesterday you were at Braemar or whatever, well, yeah. Glasgow, wasn't it? You yeah. were. Mm -hmm. Does that not get a little dangerous doing pre-show hockey matches? And it's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we it's, take it fairly easy, though. Yeah. You know, like, skating for us is pretty similar. It would be like, you know, some guys going out to their local football club or whatever yeah. and kick, kicking it around on the yeah. pitch. Like, you guys would understand there's a pretty good chance you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. It's not like we're going 100% and we're, you know, we're not, there's no, not very competitive. Right. We're just kind of going out for fun and tr use it promotionally. Right. Um, that cross-promotion stuff's really fun, I think. We we all like sports and yeah. um, particularly to go out and play them. So, like... When we get to do that kind of stuff, of course we want to strap the skates on and go shoot a few yeah. bucks around. Like that's that's fun Excellent. stuff. We haven't done it tonight. You're not going to be doing it today. You no, I, Bay. I, I don't think they have a team here. No. Do they? Whitley Bay, they have. I don't think. They, I don't know whether they have one in Newcastle. They do. They did use it as an ice rink in the the whole sort of thing. But the Whitley Bay is like the best known. That's cool. Right. Ice hockey team, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, we've got we've we've had a pretty jam packed schedule and. Um, you know, I'm expecting to have a little bit of interaction with the with the NHL when we get home or over the winter right. time because of the association we've been able to, to manifest with the Bay City Rollers song. Yeah. But uh, you know, our other songs have been are used in, for goal songs for our other teams, and um, it's just a really like you said, it's a really great kind of um, cross promotion that we're able to have, and, sure. and it works well with our fan base, especially back in Canada. And after this, of course, you're back to Canada and then touring with Billy Talent. Is that right? Yeah, got Canadian. Well. Talent. We're back to Canada, but we're coming back here. The first tour we're doing Billy Talent is in Germany, right? Um, and Switzerland, and Austria, and Poland, and then uh, we're coming home for the holidays, and then we're going out and doing basically the same tour in Canada and doing the arenas in Canada, right. um, which is kind of just as strong for them in Canada, but stronger for us. So it's it affords us to go to some bigger rooms, and it's. Um, it's a great tour for I think for a lot of fans in Canada who are fans of both bands and um, have been waiting for both bands to come to some of these markets for a while. So it'll, right. be, it'll be really excited for us. And I'm guessing that the arenas in Canada are way bigger than the arenas yeah, in the UK. They're bigger. I mean, they're they're this weird kind of in between, right? Because like you guys, you guys football stadiums are absolutely yeah. gigantic, yeah. right? So they're not as big as that, but they're they're typically nineteen to twenty one thousand capacity yeah. um, and so we'll be hitting a bunch of those but we'll also be hitting some smaller places too that are more akin to what you see today okay yeah it depends on the market really like some of this you know when we go to the east coast in Canada they, they won't even be arenas they'll be like convention centers yeah okay. you know right. casino hall kind of right. thing yeah and will we be seeing you doing a headlining tour in the UK at all on this album yep. yeah it's yeah. something that we always we always make sure that we do quickly after we do a tour like this is to come back and do it on our own uh, not just because it's a measuring stick to see about the work that we've done on support tours but also because it's a lot of fun and it's all always been pretty successful for us at least yeah. seeing those kind of steps as we move up the ladder so um, yeah I, I would expect to be here in the in the spring Excellent. next year because we're all bitterly disappointed that you'd only done London there's a few people from, <laughs> from oh I've heard came down to London and it was like oh it was great I've, you know it was yeah 
Yeah. I've fielded all the messages and comments. <laughs> How and could you? And we get a lot of that. And honestly, you, you've got to be encouraged by those kind of comments. And, you know, I think that a lot of people understand the logistics of everything and that we can't possibly get to everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, it, and we're always going to have to hold places off, especially when we're on these tours that are not even of our own volition. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the other... the. The, the headlining band is setting the routing. We, we're following them around. We fit in uh, shows when we can, and the, the only time, um, if you really want to gripe, it's got to be when we do our headline tour and we don't come to your spot. Yeah. And there's, again, it's out of our control in a lot of ways, but um, it's we're always listening and we're always trying to make sure we hit the spots where we hear fans clamoring. Yeah, yeah, it is hard to <laughs> to book a tour. Well, we've had, I mean, we've had the east coast of Canada hollering at us for two years. Right. And so now we're finally going back with Billy Talent and doing Halifax and Moncton. Um, and it, I'm just so relieved to be able to finally announce even just that those two dates because that's an area that we've had a lot of a love come uh, our way, but it just hasn't been in the cards in the last two years. Mm -hmm. And it's you know they're starting to get impatient. And there, there seems to be a, a growing music. I mean, there's always been good music coming out of Canada, but there's more and more good bands coming out of Canada. God, you got to look at all the genres. Just, I mean, you've got uh, you've got a, a world class act in almost every genre. That is uh, at the top of the the either game, whether it's yeah. hip hop with Drake or pop music with Bieber or yeah. um, rock music with Nickelback and Rush, and um, it, it seems that almost we've we've got a representation in every genre, and um, I think it's been like that for not a long time, but a relative. I mean, you know, we're talking at least a couple decades. It, a lot of it had centered around the fact that we st we started putting government and uh, there was a lot of legislation involved with either grant funding or or um, mandatory amounts of Canadian content played over airways, whether it's television right. or radio. Uh, and, you know, at first that may seem like a, a bad idea because you might force some lesser acts into the airwaves that aren't as good as international acts. But after a while, it forces the Canadian acts to catch up. Mm -hmm. And it was a really great thing. I, I didn't really realize the importance of until I heard a couple, um, there was a, a couple of news programs that were really detailing the kind of surge there was this like kind of lull at the beginning where the Canadian acts really weren't up to snuff to be on the radio, and it really only took, you know, five ten years before we were competing at a world class yeah. level. So, um, it's it's uh, it's no surprise to me, and I don't think it's it's not jumped in the last decade, but you know, probably in the seventies around yeah. there is when it started to really pick yeah. up. And you of course have a, a another special guest on your album uh, this time mm -hmm. from Big Greg. Yeah. Under How did that come about? Have you known him for years, or we've just he, being in Canada and the rock scene like that? It's it's unavoidable not come across nearly everybody at some point. Yeah, um, he works with the producer that we've done the last three albums with. Right, um, we've we've just known about his his skill level. I, I mean, he's really probably one of the most underrated guitar players we know as far as how how. Instantly recognizable, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, that's yeah. He's yeah. got a real <laughs> way yeah. about him. And uh, like w with this track too, this is, I mean, this is easy for him. He came in and he did this, he did that solo on For the People in um, less than a half an hour. Right. You know, he was in and out in, inside of an hour from showing up through the front door to going right back out at, in within right. about an hour. Right. And uh, it was really impressive to see him. He hadn't heard the song even. We, we hadn't sent him out a copy. Right. He just yeah, literally just came in and was like, oh, where am I playing right. on? And we played it for him. And seven takes later, we were saying, see you later. <laughs> Did you pick up any tips on slide and no, no, it's he's at such a level that it's, I mean, especially in that scenario where he's looking to get in and out, and we're looking to have him get in and out because we're on the clock at the studio. Sure. It's, we're not looking to get any extracurricular activities in, but it'd be something I'd love to try and do, or at least sit down with him because he'd have to start 
you'd have to rewind about 15 years of experience to get to a level that I'd be comfortable with attempting <laughs> because he's he really is playing just to watch him I mean he's not just playing slide he's yeah he's, fretting he's, behind, he's, he's fretting behind and he's he's got really well designed guitars specifically for slide mm -hmm. that make it sound like it should and yeah. it's there's a whole it's a whole art that I haven't just I haven't even scratched the surface of right and Brandon you seem to have stretched out a little bit <laughs> on this album a little bit, bit more a bit more whirly and yeah stuff like that whereas maybe it was usually just Hammond organ. I know you did use keyboards and the other stuff as well, but it was a bit more prominent this time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there. I think I don't know. Maybe when we were writing the songs, I just, I just heard those sounds in there. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't too conscious. But we 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 did want to expand the palette a little bit um, of the band, and specifically as a keyboard player, that's mm -hmm. a pretty logical expansion. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, it's ho something I hope happens more, but, um, I don't know, I'm also getting really into the, um, the nuances of the Hammond. It's such a complex instrument, mm. so, um, yeah, I, it's, it's exciting. I feel maybe that's just me growing as a player, as, albeit as slowly as I, as my abilities allow me <laughs> to, but, but yeah, I, I, those sounds are classic. Those sounds are yeah. ingrained in... In our in our psyches, especially anyone who likes old music and yeah. old rock and roll, and so it'd be silly not to sure, to yeah. use those sounds when you, when we can. Do you find yourself having to think differently to a keyboard player, sort of thing, to work with Jer and and get the riffs to work together, mm -hmm. sort of thing, or kind of work as a two guitar I feel, thing? I feel but like you're, yeah, we sorted a lot of that out early on with the band, kind of. Yeah. There was a lot of times where we would be trying to play unison and it and it worked great. And then there'd be other times where it was it was redundant and kind of like we could do more with this by having him do something different. Um, and I think there's still room to, to explore there too, but um, it we did I mean and that's just that's not just our interaction but with the whole palette this whole sonic palette of the mm. band was pretty so sorted out pretty early on and we have stuck relatively close to that game plan. Um, but again, that's there's that is the basically the number one way to, to branch out with more um, you know evolving the sound is by finding different ways to interact the instruments together, mm -hmm. which is I mean it's something that we're always looking mm -hmm. to do as we work on new albums. And the harmonies this time were I felt were even better than before. Sort of thing. yeah, you, you sound like you've been really working on the harmonies, and I caught your acoustic thing on vintage TV yeah. the other yeah. week, which was that a have you done that before, or? Yeah, a little bit. Was it good? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. You know, uh, John's voice sounds a little bit. Yeah, it's, it was early in the day. Yeah. Anytime they ask yeah. us to do the acoustic stuff, I really am not a fan of it. And and then a lot of times we get really great feedback, and I realize I'm wrong. Yeah. And like I don't like just because I don't particularly enjoy doing it. I think it really showed your harmonies. You yeah. Know, it, well, that's it, I mean, it was like wow, that, you know. It, yeah. Really it kind of shows everything like that's the the pros and the cons of it it's very transparent right mm. so if there's something about it that's not working or something about it that's maybe not as good then you're really going to notice it in the acoustic environment and so it's something that that especially kind of that format for that show that's not something we typically do very often is where it's all four of us and we're mm. trying to like kind of we're really just playing it like we play it live, and then we try to play it acoustic, acoustic which I think if we really were going to do some kind of acoustic thing, we would actually spend the time to maybe look at think the arrangements arrange or the or yeah. 
the instrumentation more specifically yeah. uh, and finding different ways to kind of fill out the palette that that make it better for an acoustic situation as opposed to just playing the songs the way we play them in a arena which is basically what we're doing yeah, so yeah. if there's something missing there that would be what it would be to me that is missing and we would be something I'd like to do but those opportunities come through and they say hey do you want to be on this TV show and hey do you yeah. want to come play on the radio yeah. and you can't say no really sure, you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. you shouldn't say no because they're great opportunities to expose the band so it's it's something that we probably should should explore a bit further but we've been kept so busy with writing new material and being on right. tour and just getting some you know five minutes to ourselves that it just hasn't been something that we've been able to do and it usually takes us getting our hand forced to be able to do something like that just right. like the saturday night thing where yeah. never in a million years would we pick that song and 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 decided to do that as a release but next thing you know it's going to be on a it'll be coming out some 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 kind of format in the future and, right. and you know and it's a good thing to kind of go to your comfort zone and do stuff like that. Sure. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, I, th I think I've taken enough of your time. Thank you very much for it. No problem. Uh, I hope you have a great gig tonight. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you the next time you come around again. Yeah, you bet. Yeah? Yeah. Excellent.